be followed by the sermon. Good morning, everyone. Today's scripture portion has been taken from Malachi chapter 3, verses 6 to verse 18. Malachi chapter 3, verses 6 to verse 18. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessings that there will, be no, uh, there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines of your fields will not rob their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. You have spoken arrogantly against me, says the Lord. Yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said, it is futile to serve God. What do we gain by carrying out these requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed, Certainly, evildoers prosper, and even when they put God to the test, they get away with it. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in His presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored His name. On the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty, they will be uh, my treasured possessions. I will spare them just as a father has compassion and spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. Thank you. This Shall we look to God in prayer? As we pass for a moment, uniting our hearts together, let us ask God to speak to us, open the scripture through his Holy Spirit, that he may interact in our lives. Precious Heavenly Father, may our meditation of your Holy Scripture and the words of my mouth and our Lord gathering together be acceptable in your presence. In Christ's name, Amen. A uh, family was going to the church as we had come today. And uh, the mother gave 150 rupees to the girl, their daughter. Said, you, I give you a preference. You have 150 rupees note and there's a 100 rupees note. But which note you are going to drop, it is your option. If you drop... Uh, 50 rupees, 
100 rupees yours for your pocket money. And if you want to give 100 rupees and keep 50 rupees, up to you. And uh, she knew her daughter is a very generous person and a happy person and will do the right thing. And uh, the church got over and they were returning. The mother asked, which note did you drop? You want to guess? All right. And uh, she said, I dropped 50 rupees. Mommy was look, staring at her, thinking she would have given the bigger value note. Why you didn't drop 100 rupees note? No, mom, did you listen to the sermon today? That was the preacher who was preaching. God honors the cheerful giver. God honors the cheerful giver. Did you get the joke? <laughs> I wanted to be cheerful. I was about to drop 100 rupees. Then I thought, then I will be left with only 50 rupees. So I wanted to be very cheerful. So I dropped 50 rupees note. That's how we treat our cheers, our joy. And many times, we the elders, we the seniors, who hold so much of money, we are unwilling to part with. When the baby is born, I have two newborn babies at my home, not for me, Grace is here. Two newborn grandchildren, when they were born, their fists were like this. That's how we the human hold on. And I take the finger near to the mouth of the baby, they are ready to suck in. So, we the human, we want to only hold and wanting and we don't want to give up. That's our way of living. And uh, a great man of God, C.T. Stead, please go and read about his life and his story. A great servant of God, great cricketer and world-renowned cricketer from England. Right. Went as a missionary. He's a wealthy, rich man, sold off everything for the mission. And with his wife, or would-be married wife, they decided to come to India for partly and then to serve in China. And he gave up everything. His fiancée came and asked, have you given up everything except the ring? that I'm supposed to give you. You have not given up everything. Will you give up that ring also? I will accept you. You don't need to give me a ring to make me, make me acceptable to you. They gave up the ring. That's a style of giving for the service of the Lord. And with this note, I will take you to the book of Malachi chapter 3, where we read to the portion from verse 6 following. As you look at this outline, we'll go to the next slide. I would like to call your attention to the things, how God calls attention of the people of God. If you 
read the Bible entirely, the Lord has a style of calling his people. You know what is his style? Just for illustration, how did God call? Yahweh God called Moses. I am that I am. I am speaking to you. To Abraham, I am the Lord. I am going to bless you, make you as a nation. God has a way of his introduction before his calling out. And in this manner, here, the people of God, the kingdom of Judah, which was finally sold off in exile, returned back in a hundred years' time, they are falling apart again. And to them, he is calling. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them, kept them. Return to me. He is putting up his introduction. It is because these people are asking, how are we to return? Ridiculous question, right? The Lord, throughout history, taught the people of God what is to be blessed, what would happen at the point of their disobedience. I will have very limited time to appraise that. If you go and read Deuteronomy chapter 28, that gives a list of blessing and the list of curses. Where do you find God cursing? In Bible? Come to the book of Genesis. When Adam, evil, Adam and Eve committed disobedience and committed sin, God needed to curse. The land, it will bring forth thistles and thorns. And woman shall deliver with pain her child. You will sweat and will till the ground. Second event took place, Cain murdered his brother. We see again the curses. So the Bible is telling the character of God. He had only made the universe for the blessing of mankind, but at the time of the disobedience and moving away, and God needed to curse because that's a set of curses if you read at the point of disobedience of anyone of us here and by the people of God. And therefore God sold them and it's a history. They were sold into Babylon and returned back, restored. And now this God is addressing the people of God. It is after the revival that took over through Ezra and Nehemiah. And now these people are querying, putting sarcastic question. How are we to return? Huh? Is it a question for them? Come on, Israel, Judah, look at the scripture, what you are supposed to do. And God is saying, will a man rob God, yet you rob me. He has an accusation. So, in God's character, he's a God who gives. 
He gave Jesus Christ with him his salvation, redemption, eternal life, and gave the Father's love to the world. God is a giver God. God's character is giving and is calling return. Return what? Return what you have robbed. Can a person rob God? We all say no. What I have and my life all belong to you. From heaven all the blessing has flown into me. How can he rob God? That's what he's expressing here. And this God is longing for his people to return. Isn't it something amazing? And he's saying from the beginning, how this, you guys, your graph is going up and down, up and down. Can't you be stable? And can't you be static? Why you are oscillating? Why you are not stable in your life? So, this God is giving a call to the people of God for a cheerful giving. And the cheerful giving is, will come only when you are faithful in your giving. And therefore, he is indicating, I am unchanging. You are fluctuating. You are moderating according to your convenience. Let me ask you, whom do you give your old clothes? <laughs> you want to check yourself? When a call is given to give to the poor, we give the old clothes. Whom do you give the stale food or the old food? Expiry date, expired. And I see many people <coughs> traveling by train, when the food is getting old, they give it to the beggar. They give to the old, you know, the old clothes to, you know, the people who are in dire need. I'm not boasting about myself. The dress today I'm wearing is a second-hand cloth. I don't know whether you believe it or not. Truly, they are second-hand clothes, but they came in good condition. Praise be to God. It's none other than one of my own fellow. That's my brother. <laughs> so because my brother, you know, always, you know, becomes very generous. All the new clothes he has used for a couple of times and he will pass it on to me. He's a lovely guy. Okay, but then look at the torn clothes. So, our attitude of giving, even to God, sorry to say, because when I deposit the offering money, I get sometimes the torn notes, or even where the thread of the metal, either golden or silver, pulled out. Don't bring such notes even. Do you know, some great people of God, including my own parents, and today morning, my wife was telling, including her grandpa, they will keep the fresh notes for the offering. How much do you do it? We keep the fresh notes into our purse. So God is calling for a repentance to return or deuce back to him. Now, contrast of human character. We covet desire for more and more. Number two, we are happy to receive more and more. How do I receive more and more? Recently, I was making certain purchases. I said, anything compliments, sir? Is there anything additional discount? Yes, that's our nature. 
Where will you go and buy your attires, your clothing? Buy one, get five free. <laughs> okay, that's how, you know, the, the commercial world is driving you. More, 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 more. There are certain malls called more. All right. And uh, never say enough. Have you ever said enough? Okay, I keep saying now enough whenever people sell food because I can't eat more. So, but then in our natural way of receiving, we want more. Like for example, education, we do a degree to get a job. When you got a job, we do post-graduation to get promotion. After getting promotion to become the boss, again, one more training. So, we are bound by the drive of prosperity and ambition for power. <coughs> Always wanting and wanting. So what do we see here? Are we looking for prosperity? That's how man's drive is. Now look at the way that even advertisements are coming up in the YouTube. Are you satisfied with one lakh per month? You can make one crore. That's the standard YouTube advertisement. Man, that's how the world is driving us. So, on the contrary to the character of God, we have become more possessive. We become selfish. Therefore, this God has to come and remind us. And same God is addressing the people of God. As we go to the second slide, Oh, I'm sorry, this is not a commercial advertisement. I'll come back to this. Skip art. Let's go to the second point. Keep that red color in your mind. The Lord is challenging people. Challenge of God. When he is calling the attention, he is challenging. For what? As we look from verse 9, you know, when people ask, you know, when people ask how to return, he is indicating to them, you rob God. And when they ask, he is telling them, you are under a curse. The whole nation of you, because you are robbing me, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Now, do you recall who gave the first tithe in Bible? Yeah. Abraham? All right. Who offered a gift that was pleasing to God? Abel. Let's start from there. I don't know how much he brought it. The way he kind of described, he brought something that was honoring God. And Abraham brought tithe. Before the scripture was written, no one advised him. No Lord taught him. It was not uh, given in the book of law to Moses, uh, so Abraham. And uh, Moses wasn't uh, you know, given the scripture to Abraham. But he pens down the tithe. And he brings a tithe writing only in the book of Leviticus much later. So the point is, the giving a portion setting apart the good of our part of our income is something tithe I will say tithe is actually putting a limitation to the God who gives everything why do you 
put a slab. This much discount, right? When you go to the shop again, 10% discount. But which shop will you enter where you see 50% discount, right? Yes, you look for a discount. But then here God is only not asking for a discount from you. He is asking for everything from you, whole of your life. And but then <coughs> we see the challenge of God in giving tithe. For what? What's the purpose of his asking? Is, has he become a beggar? Has he, you know, has he asked to hold a bowl to you and come? Please, please, please. I'm also sometimes carried away when I, you know, go to certain, you know, worship places, whatever place it may be, whether church or mosque or even, you know, Gurudwara where I, you know, Punjab, I've seen so many, there will be beggars lined up with the begging bowls. What we give? 5 rupees, 10 rupees or whatever. Chiller nahi hai, to sir, aap de do hum chiller Then you also try to extend some help. God is not sitting with a begging bowl in front of the church. He is not, he, we are not coming to serve the Lord. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. He holds the storehouse of water, air, the food and the woods and the animals and your life. But then he's telling you in such a humble tone, don't come under the curse. And see what I can do for you. Bring the tithes to the storehouse. What is the storehouse of God? I was going through list of things in Bible. You know, the list of things, you know, started with water, air, light, and even, you know, all the heavenly firmaments and all the planets. All these things are such a big storehouse for all of us. Without light or air or water, we cannot live. Without the storehouse sending forth the rain, we cannot live. And even the weather, God takes up in his storehouse. We are relaxing today with less warm clothes, right? Praise be to God, the Lord is giving shining light. Next week we can have a picnic, but then Think of the storehouse of God and he's saying, please bring your offering so that food will be in the house of God. What had happened? In the uh, previous chapters we read, the priest failed. That includes Michael also. In telling the congregation, God's house needs money. I'm not here to demand money. I'm not a fundraiser which was never in my lifetime. I never asked for my own personal utility of anything. The Lord has supplied. Rather, even I don't even take my phone bills. To the extent God is taking care of it. And uh, house things are taken care of by, of course, your own contribution. Yes. But then here in the history, God had set apart the priests, the Levites, not to do any farming, not to involve in any of their regular routine profession, but to focus giving the word of God. The word of God has to be on their lips. The word of wisdom, understanding and expounding of scripture shall be with the servants of God. And they were failing. They were compromising. 
taking the lame one or the blind animals or even all the you know stale things to be offered to the house of god so the shortage was happening if by chance we say that needs money it's not going to come from somewhere outside either michael gives or you give so the point is to have food in the house of god that can be distributed for the sake of poor god is saying and he wants abundance he wants abundance in the house of god can go can god go bankrupt i may go bankrupt but never god goes bankrupt and also he says we will prevent your pest we will prevent all kind of attacks from outside you will be secure safe again it's not a prosperity theology i'm going to preach he says test me come on guys was then he says why not try me out you can verse 12 you know he says how you will bless the land then all the nations will call you blessed you are a happy nation in bible blessed also translated as happy for us will be a delightful land says the lord see the lord wants to make you plentiful may not be in terms of material blessing but i'll tell you very strongly your life you will have satisfaction i remember living with 500 rupees salary i live with whatever the increased salary may be today but people have come and asked how are you able to manage both ends meet that's because there was a inner satisfaction grace and myself we have taught medical professionals how to live with bare minimal funds also i am not exaggerating and people have come and borrowed money from us who now today are well placed also again this is not to exaggerate why i'm saying when you have the spiritual satisfaction you will feel rich in the sight of the lord are you feeling rich are you feeling poor now i don't have enough for resources i don't have enough of money i don't have my own house or land or my vehicle never mind when you believe on the lord and you give your dues to the lord return the dues back to the house of god this lord is going to bless you in your spiritual life when you are personally ministered and uh, strengthened and feel rich in your life you will never feel poor i know working with the most ordinary people which i have also done they felt so happy go and see the villages and the brothers and sisters who worship in the remotest parts of country or in the slums see their joy where do they get it and therefore the bible we will read at many occasions how thessalonians and uh, uh, people gave beyond their limits massive for the uh, you know the ministry of paul they gave beyond their limit even when they were not able to give that's a kind of you know uh, uh, people we are supposed to be and so what would happen you will be a delightful land 
You will be a blessed land. You will be a happy land. But in not giving God, you are incurring curse. This curse doesn't want to, God doesn't want to give you. But the moment you stop giving to God, God, him, Jesus has spoken at length in his gospels, in the messages he has taught during his earthly ministry. There are so many occasions he taught about money. Where your treasure, there your heart, your mind is. You hold back your hand in giving, you will face your end. And therefore, the indicator is give to the poor who cannot return back to you. Go and attend on the people who are in dire need. Take care of widows, take care of orphans, take care of the churches which are not able to pay themselves. Therefore, I am so happy. This church is taking care of one church. They are almost 30 to 40 percent of their expenses. Therefore, our need has gone up. And because they have to meet in a city like Delhi. So, what is your role? What are you going to do, God? What are you going to give back to God? And uh, what did happen there? Now, what do the people accuse of God? Verse 13 following, You have said harsh things against me. Says the Lord. Yet you ask, What have we said against you? You have said, It is futile to serve God. What did we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty. But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly the evildoers prosper and even those who challenge God escape. We also say, no, all others are flourishing. All the evildoers are happy. Why I shall, you know, give and still feel, you know, bankrupt or gone without empty, uh, with empty purse. Let us not accuse God for any of the things happening with whatever evil doers or wicked people. They may rob us. It had happened. And uh, many servants of God lost so many things at many points of their lifetime. But then the Lord replenished them. But then there is a curse of God. Curse of God comes when we don't give him back what we are supposed to give, what is due unto him. The moment you hold, that's going to challenge your own life. It is not God who has to come and curse you. No, please don't remember that way. He's not a human like uh, all of us to, you know, discard you. We will naturally fall into that curse. We will stand condemned for whatever we have not done. The Lord doesn't need to sit on the judgment throne and say, you are judged, get out. You are already judged. So, to come into the blessedness, give liberally. Give liberally. Now we'll see the third slide. There, the Lord is <coughs> wanting to connect with us. And this is what he says. Then those who feared the Lord talk with each other and the Lord listened and heard a scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored the name. Concerning those who feared the Lord and honored. And in the first chapter we saw how we are supposed to honor. How do you honor your boss? 
Are you honoring in the same manner our God here? Yes, when the time of giving treat for the people, yesterday we had a very good treat by the A.V. Nagar Fellowship. You don't want to ask the number? We were 40 people, houseful. And, uh, you know, it's a joint venture. Everybody brought the best menu from their home, right? Because it's a fellowship. Nobody bought any stale food. Praise the Lord. Okay, probably. I was telling you, we have something pre-cooked yesterday's uh, meal is there. You know, we'll adjust in case we fall short. But then everybody said, no, 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 no. We will bring fresh ones. So the brother who was hosting, he said, no, no, no. I'll order fresh one. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Why in saying, when we want to treat others, you know, we get the best. So now God wants to connect to us. How he wants to connect and he wants to own us is by paying careful listening to you. When you fear, when you honor. Yesterday we discussed so many things in the fellowship. Oh my goodness. We released the fellowship. Because we were hearing the stories of God's goodness in the lives of people. And also, you know, the word of God that really filled us. So this way, the Lord is going to be attentive to you. If the Lord is not attentive to you, you know why? You know, some people say your prayer is not going to be on the chat. Chat ke upar aapka prathna nahi jayega. The prayer is not going to go beyond your roof. Why? It's sin which is blocking. You want the Lord to listen to you. Honor God. Fear God. And then, here, the Lord wants to own you. And pay attentive ears. God wants to remember. How did he remember? Who else gave tithe in Bible? Abraham gave. Abel gave offering. And this way, this is so interesting. I'm going to take to, you know, a couple of, you know, uh, verses. Let me read it to you. That would be much useful. How Abraham gave it. Yeah. Chapter 14 of 18th verse. It is how he sets apart. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God, most high. Melchizedek blessed Abraham, saying, Blessed be Abraham by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. And praise be to God most high, who delivered your enemies in your hand. Abraham gave him tithe. God remembered his paying of tithe in Hebrews. I'm keeping holding the other person. If you want to remember, recall, keep doing it. I will come back to that who the other person who gave one tenth. The tithe in Old Testament. That's a clue. I'm going to take to the next slide. Just wait on. Hang on. Suspense. So, God remembered Abraham's paying of tithe in New Testament. Now, this is how God wants to keep account of you. He is saying, you will be my treasured possession. And look at verse 17, they will be mine, says the Lord Almighty, in the day when I make up my trust, uh, in, the, uh, in the day when I make up my trust, treasured possession, I will spare them 
just as in compassion. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. So God wants to make a distinction. How distinct are you? How distinct are you in your giving? Shall we go to the next slide I am taking to the commercial ad which came in? Okay, I will go through that. The godly people give that pleases God. Are you able to read that? Abel gave. And uh, Genesis we read, uh, great Abraham gave. And we will continue to go to the next slide. Do you recognize this man? Okay, we may not. Deacon W.N. Golgate. Did you brush today? All right, go to the next slide. Ah, this is not commercial ad from the pastor. I was not paid any commission for that. Shall we go ahead? The great man of God, born in England, traveled to US on his business trip along with his father, had a crushing business, and uh, he met the captain who was a, uh, a child of God, who told him like this, be a good man and give your heart to Christ. Give to God all that belongs to him. Make an honest world and God will prosper you. That's Colgate. That's Colgate. And uh, there are a couple of great uh, uh, commercial people who are in the business world who honored God. And one of the greatest story that touched me to give my best to the Lord is William Colgate. He became a deacon of the church. That's him. Deacon Colgate. The story is told like that. He started his business with this prayer. Go to the next. What is the prayer you see? Do you recognize this prayer? Yes? Can you tell me who prayed this prayer? Jacob. Jacob made a commitment. Lord, when you bring me back, I will give you ten. One ten. Who taught him? Isaac? Or God, did he tell him, please give my ten, as he is telling the people of God? That's the nature of giving to the Lord. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, wherever they had gone, they built an altar, offered unto the Lord, and they were the great givers for the work of the Lord, for the kingdom of God. Therefore, God established these family members. Golgate, he made this prayer and he had his initial business started somewhere in the year 1806, some 200 and, years, 200 and odd years back. He brought out the initial you know, business of soap making and he slowly ventured making Golgate tooth gel. Please go and read his story. He started remembering, Lord, you give me my earning, my livelihood, I will give you one tenth. He kept to his word. Today, you and I are well known to Golgate and Palmolive. 
And this factory grew up. He said, Lord, I'm giving you very less. In a couple of years' time, he increased his tithe giving to 20%. 30%. 50%. Do you know Golgate is known for 100% tithing? Because his empire grew so much, he gave everything. He gave everything. And there is a university on his name. This is not somebody's old, old story. A man who lived, a man who built an empire, and on whose name today Golgate pays, family soap are sold all over the world. So, in closing, shall we go to the next slide? Which hand you want to compare with? Giving hand? Helping hand? Holding the fist hand. Are we faithful in our giving? Are we checking how much we render unto the Lord, unto his house? Are you ready to step in when the needs are announced? True, we have to analyze, check. I evaluate myself when I give for certain ministries, how it is being utilized. They present their budget, therefore I know. And in countries where prosperity is so much, people hold their hands back because the way, you know, the servants of God live their life, luxurious, going and, you know, uh, owning their own flights or, you know, sometimes you hesitate to give to them. That's a different story. Don't judge anybody by their appearance or anything of that sort. Maybe God has honored them to giving them, you know, the flights to fly by themselves or have their, you know, vehicles and everything or luxury so that they can expand the work. That's a different story. But I tell you, when you have to give, the Lord is putting a burden in your heart. Don't hold your hands back. That's the word of God. When you can give it, give it away. We brought nothing. We carry nothing. The great Alexander story, all of us know. So what else do you need? Which is your hand? Which, which hand you like to compare here? Which, la which hand you like to depict here? Will God remember you? Will God honor you? Will God recognize you at the end of the day? When we go and stand before him, he's going to ask one question. Which master did you serve, son? There are two masters, not Jesus and Satan. Second master is called Mammon, money. Money, 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 money is funny. But remember, without money we cannot survive. Whom are we serving? Are we serving money? Are we serving God? Where your treasure, there your heart is. But give and it will be given unto you. Give that it may overflow and God will return back to you. God is no man's debtor. God doesn't owe you anything. Don't make him as again a banker. God is asking this way also. Those who give to poor, they give to whom? Poor. They give to God. 
it's written you render a loan to him many times we fail to attend on the needs of the poor when paul when he writes about giving he gives enormous teaching and please take time to go through those teachings he was gathering money never was for himself he it was for the church for the poor for the people who are uh, underprivileged so that that churches may be replenished and he was giving enough of opportunity for giving and for a purposeful giving and so that people will give generously to the work of the lord and be a cheerful giver that's a faithful giving the faithful giving comes from the cheerful giving god wants to have a cheer in his face the widow who dropped two coins in the offer tree jesus took note look at that woman woman all these fellows in the church you know they are earning 50000 1 lakh 2 lakhs 5 lakhs they are bringing offering but look at that woman that was the last two penny she dropped it i don't know whether she will get her food or not jesus did not give prosperity woman when you go back home there will be oil and flour in your house no that was told to sarifat but then we know the lord who notices want to notice which hands you reflect here shall we look to god in prayer lord i am also one among them those who robbed you i remember the time when my parents gave money i went and changed and gave only part of the money rest i kept sorry lord but oh lord the life of golgate the life that you wanted to remember and write in your accounts book in your tally book when that came with force you made me throw my life at the feet of you oh lord and you have blessed and in the same manner lord these dear people of god if they have robbed you forgive forgive oh lord we don't want to be under the curse of closed fist we want to have a open hand like the hands of jesus which was flung on the cross of calvary and the same jesus is calling us to give 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 and forgive and lord we are the people who get and get and forget sorry oh lord jesus today onwards this house of yours will have food and plentiful and surplus for the mission for the giving and to the needy lord we want to thank you for giving us all that we need oh master roti kapda makan lord you have given you have given clothing food and shelter but lord when we go around in this city we surely see there are people who are poverty stricken who are underprivileged we will be lord generous to them the generous giver is a cheerful giver 
the faithful giver. We will be one among them, O Lord. So, when we come into your kingdom, you will recognize, yes, son, daughter, you have given you. You have given me everything. Lord, send us a cheerful giver for the kingdom of God, for the glory of God, in whatever manner, through our time, through our tithe, through our talents. Take all these and may your name be blessed. We offer this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. May I request the music team? <laughs>